Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Russell Clark, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebearers, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it is good news, and it is for you. Many moons ago in the year 2010, BK, before kids, uh, Shannon and I took my dad to Disney World. My dad was 69 years old at the time, and he was the biggest kid because he was so excited to sit in the back seat and watch Batman with his headphones while we were on our way to Disney World. He talked to everyone we met at Disney, and I would just roll my eyes at him. My dad never met a stranger. I think he was more excited to meet new people than to ride any of the rides. In fact, he didn't really seem to light up about the rides. We'd ask him what he thought about a roller coaster, and he said it was good with no enthusiasm whatsoever. And Shan and I began to wonder if he was still having a good time. But then his face truly lit up when I brought him an ice cream cone. It's still one of my favorite pictures of me and my dad when I brought him that ice cream cone. Later in the day, uh, I went to get a drink and came back with some popcorn. And Shannon said, why did you get popcorn? And I said, because my dad's favorite thing is popcorn. Um, It's true that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And now Reagan's favorite thing is popcorn, just like her pap. And I thought it was extremely funny to watch my 69-year-old dad waving to the Disney characters at the parade like a little kid. And after we watched the fireworks, my dad waved goodbye to the family that he had told his life story to while we were waiting for the fireworks. And we were waiting to get on the monorail to head home. And it reminded me of a memory when I was a kid. And I said, Dad, I don't know if you remember this, But when we came to Disney World when I was eight, it was the best day ever, but you were really grumpy after that long day. And I said, Dad, you're ruining the best day of my life. And he said, yeah, I'm a lot more laid back now, aren't I? As he took another bite of popcorn. My dad didn't always have the freedom to act like a kid when he was working overtime to provide for me and my three sisters. He would often come home tired and grumpy He would eat his dinner, and he would fall asleep in his recliner after a long, hard day, and I would have to beg and plead for him to do anything with me on the weekends. And like most teenagers, I fought a lot with my dad. We just didn't get along well, and my dad retired early when I was in college. He retired after he had an accident at work, and he broke his back falling off of a telephone pole when he was ironically training people how to climb the telephone pole. What changed our relationship was when I took my dad on youth mission trips seven years in a row, and I never saw my dad cry throughout his life until those trips when he would cry when I was sharing the message to a bunch of teenagers. And my dad and I understood each other a lot better after those trips. Whenever my sisters had a problem with my dad, they would call me and say, Russell, you need to get dad to listen. My dad went from the grumpy, overworked dad to the biggest kid at Disney World who loved to support my ministry. So now let's talk about another dad who deserves some respect. Let's talk about Jesus' earthly dad, Joseph. I feel like Joseph isn't talked about enough. Okay, I know what some of you are thinking. Mary is the one who gave birth to Jesus. She 
literally pushed the Son of God out of her body. But sure, let's talk about Joseph. But hear me out, because we don't sing, Joseph, did you know? We sing, Mary, did you know? And we don't say, hell, Joseph's. We say, hell, Mary's. So let's give my man Joseph some street cred, okay? So Joseph was engaged to be married to Mary. When Joseph discovered that Mary was pregnant, the message version of the book of Matthew says they had not enjoyed their wedding night. And the message version of the Bible says this news left Joseph chagrined. This means he was embarrassed and humiliated. They weren't even married yet, and she's pregnant with someone else's baby. And Joseph didn't want to publicly disgrace Mary, but he planned to divorce her. Yet an angel spoke to Joseph in a dream, telling him that Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she was to give birth to a son and give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son named Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Joseph could have brushed off this dream and still have divorced Mary for being pregnant. But what Joseph did next, though, is he stayed with Mary. He took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until Jesus was born. Joseph was a follower of the law, but what Joseph did was not following the law. He stayed with his girl, even though she had another baby daddy. And this wasn't the practice he was to live out based on his religion. Yet the birth of our Savior happens by Joseph not following the law, but his heart. Jesus later says himself, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus is showing us a more complete picture of who God is, and this picture starts with what Joseph did before Jesus was even born. You could say that Joseph shows Mary and Jesus the grace of God and how he was going to show this grace through Jesus. Joseph made this all possible by sticking around and being a husband to Mary and a father to Jesus. Joseph became Jesus' father. He raised the Son of God along with Mary. He is the father of Emmanuel. He is the father of the Son of God. He, in a way, is God's father. What does this say about God? The Gospel of Matthew, when it accounts the genealogy of Jesus, it doesn't go down the line of Mary's ancestors. When it shows how Jesus' ancestors goes back 42 generations to Abraham and it includes King David, this is from Jesus having Joseph as his dad, even though Joseph isn't his biological father. And the Gospel of Luke tracks Jesus' genealogy even farther to being the son of Noah, all the way to being the son of Adam, to being the son of God. All of this is from Joseph being his earthly father. And in Luke 4, when Jesus had begun his ministry and he returns to the town of Nazareth where he grows up to begin preaching there, people are questioning him. Isn't this Joseph's son? You know, never mind the fact that people are going to try to kill Jesus because they didn't like what he had to say. But no, they didn't say, is this Mary's son? They said, isn't this Joseph's son? He was Joseph's son. Joseph was known by his hometown as his father. And when we learn of Jesus' craft, he's a carpenter, like his father Joseph. He continues the trade of his dad, and this speaks of the influence that Joseph had on Jesus' life. When I was in sixth grade, I remember being at church camp and trying to understand how Jesus is the Son of God and also God. You know, I asked a camp counselor, I said, how can this be? You know, they said, 
It's both. God is the Son of God, but also God in human form. You know, we say that God is the Son of God because he is, when we look at his genealogy, and he is also the Son of God, if you consider the prophecy foretold about the coming of Emmanuel and the Messiah, and he is also the Son of God because that's an easy way for us to interpret this divine being who was fully human and fully God. It's how we humans can understand something so complex. It also speaks to the metaphorical way of understanding God as our parent, as particularly in the Gospel of John. It helps us grasp this divine love of God, sending his one and only Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So what's the big deal about Joseph? Joseph seems secondary to God the Father, right? But Joseph sticking around and being a father to the Son of God is a big deal. Joseph is a perfect example of what an adoptive father should look like. In a way, God chose Joseph to be a father to himself. You know, if Jesus came to show us that he knows what it's like to be a child, then we learn what it's like to be a father through Joseph. Joseph's willingness to not leave his fiance. Joseph's willingness to become a father to a child that is not his own. And Joseph's trade and craft being passed on to Jesus himself like a father to his son. Joseph's very identity being the father of Jesus, Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, God with us. Joseph is God's adopted father, and this is how we know God has adopted us. Ephesians 1 says, In love he predestined us for adoption to be his children through Jesus Christ. We know we are adopted by God to be God's children, to be deeply loved by God, because when God was on this earth, he showed us what a father looks like in Joseph, who loved a child who was not his own, who loved even when the law gave him reason to walk away, who loved a child into becoming the savior of our sins, who loved the one who is love manifested for us. And if we are adopted by God to be God's children, then this is now a part of our genealogy too. We now have, as adopted sons and daughters of God, our ancestral grandfather is a man named Joseph. God's love letter to humanity, this Christ child who is God with us, was made possible by our ancestral grandfather, Joseph. Joseph didn't know it, but the choice in love that he made would change the world and would one day transform us. So thanks, Grandpa Joseph, for sticking around. The Jewish religion talks a lot about shalom. Shalom is wholeness and completeness. It's finding peace. Shalom is seeing this bigger picture of who we are as God's adopted children and how we are deeply loved by God and can claim this story as our own. We are made complete. We find shalom by knowing that we are beloved children of God through this Prince of Peace. John 1, 12 through 14 again. To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, pastor that I had great respect for, Reverend Jerry Chisholm. He passed away this year. 
Uh, Jerry was an awesome preacher, and he taught me a lot about preaching and storytelling. And Jerry was adopted, and he would tell us stories about being made fun of because he was adopted when he was a kid. What he was teased for being adopted, when he was teased for being adopted, he would say, but you don't get it, do you? He said, see, your parents, they have to love you because they gave birth to you. They don't have a choice. They're stuck with you. But my parents, they choose to love me. Out of all the children they could have had, they picked me. So for those of you who may not have had the best dad or the best parents, who maybe didn't choose, they didn't choose you like they should have, then this is your story now. We choose you as God the Father chooses you and calls you beloved. You are our brothers and sisters now, as God is now the parent that you've needed. As God claims you, as Joseph claimed Jesus, we adopt you as our family. Jesus says in Mark 9:37, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome just me, but the one who sent me. When we choose to stick around like Joseph, we welcome the Christ child in our lives. When we welcome any of God's children, we welcome the Christ child in our lives. When we choose to love a child, we're welcoming the Christ child among us. When we allow ourselves, like my dad learned, to find our inner child and enjoy the ice cream and the popcorn and to never meet a stranger, we become a little more like the Christ child ourselves. We find shalom. We find a more complete picture of who God is and who we are as God's children and how we can help others claim the story as God's beloved children themselves. When we love unconditionally and go against the broken laws that tell us not to show grace and we do it anyway and embrace the inner child within us all, we are loving with the kind of love that God, the great parent, is after. And it's the same kind of love that God has always had for every one of you. God chooses you to be his sons and daughters, just like Joseph did for Jesus. If you didn't know it before, this is your ancestral family line now. This love is your story. Shalom, Christ the peace, this wholeness and completeness is yours through Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Shalom is yours to receive and to share with the Christ child that you meet next. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.